A Snowman by Neil Flynn, with Damien Maloney as the man. Wake to the sound of it. Again. From where? Can't tell. Again. My head? Drip, drip, drip. Then it stops. When is it? A new year. Feels like it. Should write it in the snow. At 87 degrees, 32 seconds south. Petty Officer Bash, Lieutenant Edwards, Lenny, to us lot, and myself, take our orders from Captain to return to base. He and the rest of the expedition, Willard, Bow, Oakes and Edmonds, shall continue on the remaining 160 miles of snow and ice to that place I might call, risking charge of blasphemy, my holy grail, the bottom of the world. Sounds better. 90 degrees south. Close. So very. Heart heavy. A stone in me chest. Tears betray me eyes. Did Captain see the ghastly icicles when he gave the order? What if he did? Glory to have made it. Stand there, I plant these hooves where few men have, like I was born of snow. Stand there. Reflect the morning star at our godliest tilt. Captain has his reasons. He must, for I'm in fine fettle, if not the best of all the men, to brace the final leg of this beautiful madness. Better than Edmunds. I sketched him holding his hand, trying to pretend it wasn't injured. Close. So nearly. So it goes. Take your heavy heart, your frozen tears, muster the man in you. Buck. What choice now? There's none. We part. No more about it. 750 miles to Hut Point. Doubt the tears will keep going that long. If I still have eyes to see. Not hauling a sled in harness. Four-man job, by the way, Captain, not three. Too much grinding to have fuel for crying. Lieutenant Edwards doesn't seem too bothered about missing out. Couldn't show if he was, could he? Bash, I couldn't tell. His tears he keeps in the hollowed space behind his eyes. I couldn't. Not mine. Not then. They spilled out of me. First time they have since I left home when I was a lad. Steady. As we go, steady as we go, steady as we go. Magnitudes, every perilous camber a man could conjure, every ice-ribboned drop that awaits our inglorious lot. That sound again. Can Lenny and Bash hear it? All around me on the most ice-bound place on earth. And it's gone again. More we venture forth, more I'm coming to think what a glorious lot. Stark, white, endless. Next blizzard strikes, my tune will change something lively. 
There's enough nosh in our bellies to last us till the next depot. Assuming we find it, there, out there, somewhere, white as rice among the rice whiteness. Like looking for a star you saw in a galaxy that only had one star, and now has billions, Bash says. He's mortally afeared we'll be undone by our inability to spy the wood from the trees. Bash doles out rations like teeth he just pulled out of his own mouth. Better to be a little hungry in order to live than starve because you filled your belly in one go. Something tells me delicate-boned, good-hearted Lieutenant Edwards will not speak of the hunger that shall dog us with the rhyme of a poet when he's an old bugger. Not that you will either, Buck. Should both of us hurry to dotage, out of this desert at the bottom of the world, we'll have little to be vexed about. We're not doing this to die, are we, Lenny? Bash is doing what he ought to, so we'll reach hot point, all three. There's the rub. Every step into this whiteness is a step to our salvation. Every step towards salvation is a step closer to death. 102, three, four, five. I count my steps to occupy my mind when Bash and Lenny fall silent. Reaching 100,000, I have to stop. Giving myself a mother of a headache, trying to keep count. When did I forget that silence, the privilege of a quiet mind, is its own reward? There it is again. This feeling I'm going to sink through the ice grabs me by the throat, and I'm afraid to take another step, but if I stop, what will Bash and Lenny think? They'll have to stop too. Bash wouldn't half-drive a fella's spare with his stinginess. Better for me to say it. Easy to, I know. Me with his hand out to receive his daily morsel and not the fella burdened with having to fill a hungry hand. Make sure everyone gets his due. For one day, if there's nothing, it's Bash who'll get it in the ear from myself and the lieutenant. We won't mean to unload, but hunger makes heathens the most even-tempered of men. Learned that in my first voyage at sea. I was still a boy then. What I wouldn't give to have gone on for the bottom of the world. More than this lowly seaman has the words to say. Several miles into this hall, if anything, the loss is only festered. No harm a man be gnawed by regret the rest of his days. Is there? Grist to his mill when he's spent of yearning. men can say they regret not reaching the geographic posterior of their planet on foot. Millions. Billions. Not I, sir. Not I. I can. I do. God above, I... Hear that? My voice. Sometimes I hear it howling like a creature under the ice. Hold up. As one, our sinews strain. It happens like this. A snow plain becomes an ice field, just like that. Bash looks at me. We'll slide here. Up on the sled, come on. They follow my lead. Nary a whisper of disagreement. We board the sled. Here we go, men. And we slide. 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 
till a thick snowdrift scuppers us. It's back to trudging again, back to those back-breaking harnesses, till another ice field crosses our path, then thick snow again. It's suddenly so treacherous we don't know whether to move or stay still. Lure. Terror. A gleaming spider's web. No one mentions hell. Our freezing paradise is that. Slide again. Feels like it'll never end. Then it does. Snow flurries have the grace of fairies. Small fairies become larger fairies. Dreaming with eyes wide open is watching them today. Summer here, lest we forget, wrapped up in fur so thick at a distance we look not like men, but... What do we look like? Ogres? Strange, fur-covered snowmen? With that I can hear it again. Perhaps it's the thought of summer is what gulls me to shed my goggles and cast me peepholes to the blue above. The whiteness blazing beneath my feet like a window reflecting heaven. Such glories of contrast offer fleeting pleasures for the punishment I have surely banked for myself. We make 17 miles before pitching the tent. No goggles again, so bright, so white, so blue. How could I resist? When I knew that I should, I must. I wouldn't be lying here, squirming, as if Bash and Lenny poured hot wax into my eyes, if I did. Pain, a fire in them. All I want is to scratch and rub, scratch and rub, scratch and rub till I've worn the lids off. My comrades won't let me. To be fair, I'll not let myself. Not yet. If I don't rest them, I'll never see again. Not like I used, if I ever see again, even if I do rest them. Man thinks such thoughts, for come this blindness born of snow, there's only blindness. Sight's but a memory of once having inhaled the world through my eyes. Everything now I see as if through a blizzard. Bash will take lead tomorrow. I've spent long enough watching you not to send us down a crevasse, have I not? He says. A question to us more than himself. Lieutenant Edwards, not to steal my blind thunder, has been complaining of his gums. Today, for the first time since we set off, after every mile he wondered aloud how far we had to go. I thought Bash was going to jump rank and lambaste them for it. In fairness, Lenny's persistent querying was enough to test the patience of Job. Not helped by the fact every time he opened his mouth, there loomed in his words the unmistakable air of omen. Another day, ploughing on, eating up the distance between here and our journey's end, into the white. The fire in my eyes is quieting. Soon as we set off today, I open them wide behind my goggles, let the darkened light flow in. Struck me as it hadn't when I had proper eyes to see that every way you look, the infinite straggles into view. Never reckoned with the meaning of it, outside of the big book. Here, a man may garner a sense of its magnitude, if only a flicker. 
distance measured in miles is incidental. No matter how far you travel this land, the views as one. But miles is all we have. All mortal men can wrap their minds around. And though it may feel like we are wandering on another planet, this is still the one we call ours. Earth. Isn't it? What is Earth? I hear myself wondering. The more we journey, the less we know, the less familiar it seems. The more I remember the world we came from, the more it feels like a distant memory. Where am I? There it is again. God help me. Still I'm not fit to lead, better, but still looking through a sheet of ice to see and bother of hell to sleep with the constant feeling of grit in my eyes. Thou shall never go without goggles again, ape. Shouting directions to Bash when he loses his way has given me a sore throat for good measure. At the next depot, the lieutenant eats half his ration. My gums are too sore to chew, he says. There's pain in his joints now. A nest of bees in his elbows and knees. His ankles are tenderized by the strain of the hall. It was improper of Captain to take an extra man for his team, he says. At that, as if ordered by Captain, a gust of wind rises and snow whips up around us. On the verge of becoming blizzard, it fizzles out. I know why I took off my goggles. Wearing them makes me feel less present in this place. As Dr. Aitchison back at base might say, that's the point, my dear man. Being close to this place is injurious to a man's health. Would you rather be less connected and sighted or more connected and end up blind? The need of kinship. Is that why you took off your goggles and let the snow blind you? Of all the inhospitable places that exists, perhaps it's truly here I belong, mother. Perhaps to belong here is to expire here. A body does not rot in this land, not to dust like it does in that land yonder, north, from where I escaped. The fire is quenched. Praise Moses, my eyes are weatherless again, the pain vanquished. I take the lead again. The body's a thing of wonder, no doubt. Punishment it can endure. Bash has begun shrinking the rations even more. His fear will not find the next depot has worsened. Mathematics, he says, we're not manned to push at full tilt. Two of us is hauling a third, in case you haven't noticed. I have. Without grub inside us, we can't keep pushing. Without grub to put inside us, we assuredly will not. Lenny needs more grub. On principle, he won't take a morsel more than us. Honour steals more men than it saves. That's the unholy truth. Still, progress remains decent. If we keep putting our backs in I don't care how sick they are of hearing it. We'll I'll keep saying it, we'll especially during those flurries that swarm like locusts, when the weather seems set to swallow us and our sled in the belly of its new wickedness. Where is it? 
Beardmore Glacier. I've lost track of it. How? The sameness fools you. Thought I was wise to it. You're wise to nothing here. Never forget that. Hold! 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 Between us and the next depot, I spy the ice fall. I cannot blink it away. Such a detour will add, God knows, to our journey. Time we do not have. How did I misread the lie? Lingering defect, you fool. The eyes are never right after they've been blinded by snow. You've codded yourself. Lenny gently dares me with his lieutenant's eyes to moot a course of action he knows might hasten our end. Bash trotting out the same two words over and over. Needs must. Needs must. This icefall will take no prisoners. Well, Lenny says, sled down it. Sled down it? Bash can't stop himself from saying it. 2,000 feet. Nearly the height of the highest mountain in Ireland. Sled down, avoiding hollows, ridges, crevasses, capsizing, breaking necks. Impossible. Is it? Have we come to the undercarriage of the world to be coy birds, gentlemen? To be paralysed by the impossible? A fear of mortal injury sliding down the tallest icefall any of us has ever laid eyes on? They answer with their eyes. Is there another way? If there is, there isn't enough time. Pile into the sled. And we go. Slide. Roughly, at first. Hold on. Negotiate a lethal hairpin. Then straight. Then move. No stopping. Too late to turn back. Surrender to the precipices in front of us that await. Descend, for you must, we must, slide, slide, the earth a drifting spider's web, a dream, fall, down, down, brazered edges, fall. Knuckles of ice, jagged as steel, sculpted hands, ready to claws, out of this sledge, rent us asunder, erasure, fall, down, both our eyes shut, the fall, down, down, go. Screech across a sharp knuckle of ice, bore through sheets. It's thinning, but not sink. Tear through, spin, spin, spinning. Can't replant our weight, done over by a feral ridge. Hold on. Onto our side, not upside down upon our necks. Mercy. 2,000 feet from where we started. Slide across a flattened plain. Hardy living men, sliding forever, if not for a godly ridge of snow. Bash gives my arm a squeeze. His silence is relief. At last, stop. Heads spinning, ready to rip off our necks. Inches from the mouth of a giant crevasse. How we're not dead, men. Lenny cries into the crevasse. Bash eyes me with a sigh. Dare we remind our lieutenant. Descent of the Beardmore Glacier still awaits. One, two, three, lift! Sled hefted right side up. Elations soon piddled away 
as we harness up. Begin to haul again. There it is again. Don't realise I've stopped till Bash and Lenny start hollering. They want to know what's wrong. Am I hurt? Can't you hear it? I want to ask them. But I know they can't. Fears gilded Bash's eyes like an eagle's. He locates the next depot when all I see are mounds and mounds of snow. Lenny falls to his knees in delight till a groan rushes out of him and he holds his guts as the groan becomes a desperate howl. His mug wore a good ruddiness yesterday. Pale like a tundra with eyes he is now. If I say nothing, if I look away and look back, perhaps the colour will come back into his cheeks. Perhaps the glacier will be behind us. Eat your ration, Lieutenant, Bash says. Open my eyes, and we're descending. Descending the glacier. Maze, too daunting for words. Hold! 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 Liberation is rhythm, men! Step! 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 Find the rhythm. You're near to bridging any pass. Three become one. Hold. Hold. Step. Step. One. Two. One. Two. Drove by cussedness born of hellish seas and believing the angel of good fortune always at our side, even if she be not, we manufacture liberation. Emerging at the bottom a Beardmore glacier. Onto a pass, if no less perilous, a might less deadly. Howling winds, chest-high fields of snow. Don't stop. Lenny's not pulling anymore. Where lies the next depot? Bash ever searching. Eyes hang out of his head. What if he goes blind? How would we find it then? What would we eat? Bash shouts at Lenny to stop rubbing his eyes. Been rubbing them since we descended. Should have barracked him about his goggles. Can't bear the harness anymore. His legs are too weak. All night he complains of fire in his eyes. I had my goggles on, he says. I don't believe you did, sir. Bash says, I'm certain I did. Tell him, he's shouting at me. Swollen lips crooked his mouth. His bruised knuckles are like rotten fruit. Next day he eats a biscuit and two squares of chocolate in a state of ungodly grimace. Peel back his lips, you can't see his gums for the ulcers tattooing them. To gird himself, he grinds his teeth. When it's calm, it's all I can hear. Dare I call this what it is? Bash daren't. Not with the distance between us and this journey's end. Two days later, middle of a plain, Bash spies another depot. I plot him a path and he goes to retrieve it. Lenny crouches behind the sled. I pretend I don't see. Bash comes back with a haul, the meagrest yet. We haul onward. I see a dark rose on the snow where Lenny was crouched. Bash sees it too. He's passing blood now. Scurvy. It cannot remain unsaid anymore. What are we going to do? Bash says. Haul. 
Hall! Stubborn bastard won't surrender the harness. Wouldn't be a lieutenant worth his salt if he did. But he's a dead leg now, Lenny. Every time I stop so Lenny can have a breather, Bash stamps his feet. This is how he communicates. He needs to be seen by Dr. Aitchison. Dr. Aitchison is stationed at Hut Point, I stamp back. How far are we from Hut Point? He expects me to know the exact number. Farther from Cape Evans. If Hut Point turns out to be deserted of men and supplies because Dr. Aitchison and the dog handler have left to rendezvous with Captain. How far is Cape Evans from Hut Point? Far, Bash. How far? If I'm keeping dates correctly, it's early February. Meaning? We're at least two weeks from Hut Point. Next day comes a skin and wind that will haunt us for days. Bash grows more fretful, will not find the next depot. To starve here? Freeze to death in this place because of poor navigation, because of poor time, because we couldn't find a bloody depot that's staring us in the face? If there's a more shameful way to end, I don't know it. Let him unload. If Lenny's taking in a word, he said, he doesn't show it. He's spitting blood. His groans carry across the whiteness, like that creature I sometimes think I hear and look to glance. But like the angel on my shoulder mother told me of when I was a boy, it's gone before I do. We've carried Lenny in our wing these past several days. No further. We lay him in the sled, brace ourselves to pull as two. Next few miles, praise God, the ice is even, the snow but ankle deep. Pleasure, this, despite the strain. Calmness descends amid this day that never ends. The certainty the sun will not sink below the horizon. The noble drum of our padding feet. Sled sliding like a bow across a violin making sweet ice music. Lenny's silence brings Bash solace. He wears it on his face like a new skin. Distantly I hear the sound of water. Dripping water. And I quicken my step. We rise and fall. Roars ring out a Lenny. Bash sings for distraction. Over the wind, his aria pitches like a rainbow. And Lenny's becalmed for now. A voice shakes me out of sleep. He's dead. He's dead. Bash spits in my face. I crawl across the tent and put a hand over Lenny's mouth. And so cold, I doubt I'd feel his breath if it was made of fire. Lieutenant! A drop of water falls from my eye and lands upon his snowy cheek and freezes in an instant. Then another. Is this the drip drip I've been hearing? I turn away. A gasp fills the air. Bash grabs me. He's, he's alive. Don't be so hasty, Lieutenant. Do you hear me? Lenny moves his lips. No words come out. He melts my frozen tears and rubs their salt into his skin. His eyes fall open. Ha! Lieutenant! You were only fooling us you were dead. He parts his lips as if to smile, and they crack and bleed. Coruscating wind, another layer of fur wouldn't protect us from it. Reach a place called Corner Camp. One, two, three... The shock 
of his body, one so full now as kindling in her arms. Skin hangs from his face, his lips stained black with blood. Touch his hair, it falls out at the root. Scurvy be the vilest of all God's bequests. Then he lies between us, growing ever more still. Tis soft the wool grows on him now. Bash breaks a biscuit in half. Then his mouth's too full of ulcers to take it. I mix two squares of chocolate in water. He manages a sip. At our current pace, it'll be a full five days before we reach Hut Point. He won't survive another five days. Sleep like a hungry wolf takes me. Not for long. Awake. Check Lenny's still breathing. Yes. Despite the ruckus, Bash snores. Asleep he's needed for a long time. Only one way. I know this now. What's the plan then? Bash whispers. How long has he been awake watching me? I see you're stewing. He says. I open my mouth. And Lenny's voice comes out. Leave me here and go on. Certainty has cleansed him of all pain. You hush, Lieutenant. I'm your superior officer, Officer Bash. What say you? He's looking at me. Be honest. Open my mouth. Hardly believe what I'm saying now that I'm saying it. Neither can they. Early hours the next morning. It's decided. Bash will stay at corner camp with Lieutenant. I'll make for Hut Point alone and bring back Dr. Aitchison in the hope that by saving three days' exposure to the elements, Lenny will live. Bash stuffs three biscuits and a hunk of chocolate in my pocket. Remember the loaves and the fishes. But also remember, it's three bloody biscuits and a square of chocolate. Eat them too soon and you won't make it. 35 miles to Hut Point. Temperature minus 30. Chill wind will bring it to minus 40. Peek through the flapping canvas. Festering grey turns to wretched white. Snow cascades. 35 miles. Lenny raises his hand an inch in farewell. Face so swollen, I don't recognise my lieutenant anymore. Tread wisely, says Bash. And don't be an idiot. Come back. Their eyes like fire upon my back, wondering if they'll see me again. Step out. Hear the whistle and the tail of the wind, the first note of a blizzard coming. 34 years of me, one for every mile almost. Into it I go. Will I see another summer in that north country of the world? Tailing toward the end of summer here, the end of this day without end. A long night of winter looms. Hear us in that rumbling. Rain the whole summer I was born. They said there was no summer, save for the heat between the raindrops, in the drops that wet my skin. I feel them in dreams. Only heat I feel here is in my tears before they freeze. Or a gasp that stops my heart, like when Lenny came back to life. When Bash squeezed my arm, he tingled along my arm and through his, if I gave off any heat at all. Each yowl of the wind 
feel like I could take off. Close my eyes. I do. Drift over mountainous drifts. Sail over frozen swathes, silken piles. Deadly knuckles in Venus icefalls. Virgin pelts impervious to the plunder of craven men. Curious men. Kiss the infinite blue of the vaulted sky. Set my eyes halfway between the sky and the ground, where brightness has passed its peak. Flatness makes the horizon seem nearer. No distance, no matter how great its beginning and end, is unbreachable. Plow on. The wind. The whistle on its tail. The rumbling. Gone, the heavens blue all around me, whited out. Can't see through the whirling drifts. Trust the compass in my brain. Nothing left. Plow on. Where? Is Lenny still breathing? What have I done? Whiteness. Blindness. Wind. Wind. Ears filling eyes. Fingers giving up their blood. Throat so dry it burns. Without heat. Heavy feet. Can't feel my toes. Wind. Screaming now. Snowdrift. No more than a few miles of it, please. God. Sink. Deeper. Past my hips. Can't. Move. Deeper. Look back. If you fall over, you'll drown in this. I can still see it. The tent. Tiny window to somewhere. My bedroom window. When I was a boy, dreaming of a place beyond the farm, sailing under the stars. I'm here. Not a window. A cloak of snow spiralling in the wind. Thought I saw you once, Mother. If the snow reaches my chin, I'll have to go back. I can't. Plow on. Sink. Need to eat. Time. Stop. Thinking. Sink. Wait on as I waded through that field at home. River calling at the end of it. Father calling from the yard. A cow calling from somewhere. My shining father, brothers, sisters, run, run, get away. Got there, the naval station, after a fight with you, father. Can't help thinking of that cow calling. Lowing, terrible, like Lenny when the scurvy cut the legs from him. What ailed it at all? Wish I knew, wish I'd gone to it, not run to the yard like I didn't hear it. Floating. Lenny, I've waded through. On ice again. Ha! Is it that you want to die? Part of you must. <gasps> Hungry. Go back. Am I still wading through that drift up to my neck? Where am I? All this, all this is... Go back. This is the way. Back there's. Where's back there? Which way am I? Which way's forward? Doom. No. Go back. Back where? I'm on route. Lenny and Bash have a reason to bite down. Hold on. 
I hear you. Ethos of every journey into the unknown man's ever taken. Walk blind till you can see. Seven hundred miles clocked. How many more? What point am I near thee? Should like to give this Terra Nova a name that speaks of the million shades of white, million kinds of snow. When I landed here, I thought I saw it all. Snow, ice, mountains, drifts. Like seeing the scars on a man's face, thinking you see the man. Seeing here is seeing nothing. Nothingness be the sum of everything in a place where nothing grows, no one lives. Know this and you may see. Hark, the air, the hum, the scream, whistle, seething, the sound of discontents melding. Hark, the blizzards nigh upon me. Go. If I wasn't here, would it be so? Is it only so, cause I'm here? Trespasser, go back, plow on. Hollow heart, alone as any man on this planet could be. You, marry, father, fall in love, never. Is this the way? Made a virtue of carving your own path, Buck. If it's not, you'll make it the way. If time doesn't, what? Collect the debt you owe it. Jesus, Lord! Knives and my fingers stabbing my toes. Frostbite's black death. Cut them off and eat them before it's too late. Crawl on my knees to Hot Point. Famished penguins pecking my bones clean. Couldn't blame them. Hunger. Don't mention the word for Christ's sake. Think of something else. Women. How many have I kissed? Surrounded by coarse-tongued men, the mind averts to lips sweet as apples. I shall marry her, whoever she is. One thing I know is she's not here. You'll survive then, will you? She's screaming now. Have to stop. Have the chocolate first. Save the biscuits. How far have I gone? Fifteen miles? Eat too soon, you'll starve before you get there. If I don't put something in my belly, how will I push on? Isn't that what God puts you on this earth to do? That's why you ran? Left mother, left father, your shining brothers and sisters, to reach the end of the world, reign over a godless place. Behold your barren kingdom. Take off these goggles. Let it blind me, the whiteness. Let it. Sixteen miles have I gone. Rest a moment. Sleep. Huh? How long did I... Get up. Get up. Another minute. Just... 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 Huh? 
ice sheet. If I run, I'll go through. Go. Who is the man walked on water? Jesus. Peter. Towards Jesus. When he doubted himself, he began to sink. I'm walking toward you. Toward you. Slowly. Feet of a fairy. I'm walking. I'm walking. Run or die. Run or die. Mercy! Stopped the heart in an instant, watered that cold. If not my tears falling on Lenny's face, is it this those drip drips foreshadowed? I've heeded you. I ran before I sank. Has a man ever outrun the wind? On. Go. Recognize it. That mound. Observation hill. Move. Can't. You'll be able to see Hot Point from the top. If Dr. Aitchison's there, if the dogman. On. Can't. Climb. Can't breathe. Climb it. One. Two. Three, one, two, three, one, two. Damn you! Few more steps. Where is it? Can't see anything. Blizzards coming up the other side of the hill. Descend before it devours you. Just rest a second. Descend. Just a second. Fall if you can't move. Fall without cease. Oh. its belly now. No shelter, no more. Where is it? Where am I? Mother? You never left that tent. You're dreaming this. Hot point. Where? In the blizzard's belly. Go, man. What is that? Wings of a giant bird flapping. An entrance. Hot point. If they've left to rendezvous with Captain. Fifteen miles farther to Cape Everest. I'll never. Ah. Is anyone there? Is anyone? The blizzard's teeth tears me asunder. 
me! Bears. Bears at the bottom of the world. Captain said... Dogs. If there are dogs, there must be... Hello! Man dying first to go is his hearing. What's that? Feeling. Hands dragging me. Away. The whiteness gone. Inside. Doctor. Dog handler. Whispers. They don't recognize me. Doctor. Can they hear my voice? Lieutenant! upon a bed cannot open my eyes I drift away see them now the doctor and Dimitri that's his name the dog man we have to go back we have to go back hush strain and you might die Lily When the blizzards passed, doctor says. Awake. Queer hush surrounds me. The blizzard vanquished. Dr. Aitchison, Dimitri, the dogs? Gone. Gone to save Lenny and Bash. Few days there'll be news. If there's no news, that will be news. I want to see that whiteness again, fill my eyes with the coldest sun on earth. Conquerors, surrender, live, die, birth and killed by it. It's terrible, beautiful light. It is all things and it is nothing. A man, the perfect measure of a man. I rise and fall. Cannot lie anymore. Rise. Must. Weightlessness in my bones goads me to flap my arms. Like wings. My feet don't feel like they're touching ground. Move. It's like I'm drifting on a cloud. A mirror hangs above the doctor's desk. I seek my face in it. My face... What? What is this? Who is looking back at me? What? A face made of snow. My arms. My chest. All of me. All of me is snow. How? What? I am... Speak. I am a man made of snow. Snowman. How long have I been sleeping? Am I still? Am I dreaming? 
Through the door, light seeps in. Curious light. Warm light. Into it I step. Out. Through. The sound of water fills my ears. My eyes, dazzled, clear at last. Water. Everywhere I look, the whiteness is gone, save for an icy circle keeping hot point and a man made of snow. Afloat upon a sea where was once, that was once, a desert of ice and snow. Where? Where is it gone? How could it? What of Lenny and Bash? Doctor? What of Captain? What, what of Willard? Bow? Oaks? Edmonds, what, what of Dimitri and his dogs? Where are they? How long was I asleep? Where is the cold? There it is. Me. It was. Oh. God. It was me. I could hear. Me. I. I'm. Melting. How long before I'm part of this sea? Pray I shall wake near death to... Lenny in my ear telling me he bested all scurvy, had to throw at him. Bash telling me Captain and the men are en route, laden with fossils and tales of the bottom of the world. Not melting, am I? No. Raving. In the waves, the snowman looking back is a figment. Not a creature in search of cold. Home. Sole remnant of a glorious world of ice and snow. It can be. What happened while I was sleeping? Is this it? Am I adrift on what's left of the bottom of the world? Wake up! Wake up! I cannot. I cannot. So sail this sea and dream, dream of that terrible, beautiful desert. <laughs>